Freaking g'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio. That's OGR, baby, episode 68. It is the 14th of August, 2023, <clears throat> the uh, the month of our Lord and Saviour, Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Captain Perth, and alongside me, as always, my wonderful legendary brothers in arms, Grizzly Game 86 and Pav Loverface. How are we going? Ahoy, hoy, my Yo. good friends. How are we doing? I'm going really well. Doing great. How are you, Pat? Doing fucking excellent. Oh, yeah, we always start with me, don't we? Um, look, yeah, um, we do. I'm still, to be honest with you guys, I'm still recovering from my big one the week before last. <laughs> so I so have you recovered from the sleep yet? Have you recovered from the sleep yet? Pat? I don't. I don't think yet. I think I still need some a bit of R and R before I'm back to my hundred percent. Mm. But. Um, uh, yeah, I had a few few things planned for last weekend. I ended up bailing on just about everything. Just to <laughs> what is it, out. Pav? Because I have been feeling super demotivated to anything to do anything apart from play Baldur's Gate three for like the last week. Well, I, I mean that's probably <laughs> that's probably, that's probably the reason three. right there. Be <laughs> you know, I think you did literally just said it. It is a sign of a pretty good game. It's like I'm yeah. trying to think of what I did for my banter bit, and I'm like racking my brain of what actually happened. There's only one thing I think I've done apart from play Battles Gate 3 and be a family man and work. That's it. Nothing yeah. else interesting. Mm. Or your uh, necessities. The necessities, <laughs> mate. Yeah. The bare necessities. <laughs> That's fucking great. Um, so you didn't get up to an awful lot then, Pav? Uh, no, well, uh, as you all know, I'm part of uh, Stream Perth. I help uh, lead that crew. We had a um, state v. state tournament oh, that's going all throughout this month uh raising money for charity starlight and game changes uh yeah, we, had, we had our first attempt of uh casting it live we uh oh yes which was How'd really go? good our friend uh mighty blue justice has uh pretty much oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. converted Legend. the entire <laughs> the entire studio into a broadcasting <laughs> arena <laughs> sick that's uh, so good dude. and it, it looks mental and uh yeah excited next week on the 20th uh is our next match and we're going to be on front page of uh, Twitch. It's That's be... cool, man. Dude, um, dude yeah, Mighty well, Blue is actually quite talented. Oh, uh, very. I um, yeah. I casted uh, a Dota 2 uh, game at uh, RF Land with him, and his like play-by-play was yeah. really good. No, he, I, like, he was pretty much casting a lot. Like him and uh, another friend, uh, Doom Cutie, were uh, casting the show. I was just hosting on the couch with him uh, and just kind of being there for some reason. <laughs> but, but like hearing his uh gameplay his commentation com- yeah his uh, uh yeah. commentating is uh, phenomenal it is now yeah <laughs> uh like it was crazy he was like a, like i don't know how he moved his mouth so quickly the amount of information <laughs> coming out uh, and like following what yeah. was happening immediately um, was insane pav did wa win did you already say this did uh, wa win or they no, lose wa did not we we suffered our Oof. first loss Oh, uh, who was in the team? This was Queensland. Um, we had um, leading the leading the team. We had Cuzbot uh, with um, Nag Nagalator. We also had yep. Desane and uh, Tifa and Sukai. Well, so team. glad I didn't put my head up to play too, because I would be absolutely shit house. It was, it was brutal. We they actually ended up. Uh, <laughs> Looping in a uh, like a, a very high level ranking player on the Queensland team, 
And, oh really? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Did they it was Were they just mopping the of, floor with everyone? It was a bit of torture. <laughs> that's uh, fucked. You shouldn't yeah. be allowed to do that. Yeah, look, uh, it, it, it's all in the name of charity, so we it's hard to complain. Uh, oh, but yeah, yikes. we'll see how we go. We're facing the same team next weekend on front page, so let's hope we don't get our asses handed to us again. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing is, well, they they all have a good time and uh, it's good fun. So that's yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. You might have to. Uh, someone might have to call in sick and rope in. Short there's like pro <laughs> WA pro red snow in <laughs> yeah you get red snow in or something oh yeah like, cool yeah bringing the big guns <laughs> <laughs> love that oh man well that's great mate and Chris no. so you 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 <laughs> your weekends a blur a blur of dice oh, rolls and, do, mate? and dice dialogue rolls. options yep I even dreamt about Baldur's Gate three cap can you fucking believe it mate that's how much it's really? in my head right now I did wow. I haven't had that for a while but no i did do some things i had a i had a board game night with my uh my family my mother mother-in-law and my sister-in-law on saturday night that was really good fun but we played frustration the card game as well as articulate a couple oh, cool. of board games you know yeah nice a, made a couple of old fashions as well cap sipping on some yeah i saw a nice tiktok beverages. you made about that so i assume that you would have been making that tiktok because yep. you were consuming them <laughs> yep bloody <laughs> delicious mate yeah nice. what else uh what else mate i uh, took my kids to the pool that was also pretty fun loving it uh yep. you know went for a little swim little dip uh, apart from that mate pretty quiet what about you what's been happening in the world of cap well kind of similar situation to you trying to squeeze in as many minutes of Baldur's Gate 3 as I possibly could. Any mm-hmm. any spare second I have, I I just want to drop in there, which is and How many minutes have you cool. got total cap in Baldur's Gate 3? Uh, just over 50. 50 hours? Just over 50 hours, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> not minutes, it's hours. It is, that is going to, surely it's, this is going to exceed the uh, Elden Ring playtime, oh, surely. absolutely. I think Elden yeah. Ring was 120-odd for me, mm-hmm. and... I mean, I, I haven't even finished Act One, and I'm 50 <laughs> hours in. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many acts there are. You're letting that ADHD take over, Cap. You've just got to oh, do I everything, do. mate. Yeah, you that's know the what? problem. I'm sure we're going to get there, but it is extremely frustrating because in this game, you literally can't fucking do everything because you're going to make you decisions try. that are going to lock stuff out for you. Yeah, story-wise, yeah. and things, yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, I mean, mm. you can obviously try and do as much as possible. Like, you know, there's obviously areas that can be explored. But uh, well, actually, you know, we'll say that for the the chat. But we'll, we'll get there. Um, okay. But look, yeah. Apart from Boulder's Gate, um, what did I do? On, I, I I went to a, a, a what is it? What do you call it? A freaking second a birthday. Oh right! No, second no, birthday. yeah, not not that old. Quite quite back. Were there um, beverages so, at a second birthday? You know what I find interesting. There wasn't. Oh, there wasn't. Okay, that's no. what I find interesting. Cap before before the child can speak, it's okay to have alcohol at a child's birthday. So I'm yeah. talking like babies. You have like mimosas and stuff, and then when yeah. they start to speak, it's like okay, it's a, it's not really kosher. So they go through. Yeah. Until they're That's fucking eighteen, and then they're drinking again. I know. You know. Do you know what I mean? Though, like, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, though. I, I suppose it depends on the because I was thinking about this the other day, like because we we're planning Ted's birthday, and we're kind of like, oh, what are we gonna do? And I was like, Mia, he he's not even walking yet, and you know, he's not gonna fucking remember this. So we may as well just kind of make it a party for him, yeah. but for us, you know what yeah, I mean? Which is completely mate, what we've yeah. done. 
make the but most I suppose of it. Once they are a bit more cognizant and you know mm. they're kind of schmoozing around, yeah. then the party becomes more of like inviting their friends and that's inviting kind of their friends. So we love of we do parties for our kids that are not at our house, mate. So you don't have to worry about the mess. So yeah, our favorite we, is there's a, there's a skate rink. You know, you go to the skate oh, rink. Oh yeah, and, cracker. Yeah, oh that's a good one. Yeah, get to go on the skates yeah. and do the yeah. thing. I think I think that's but yeah I think when it comes down to like a party like I mean if it was like a, you know you're just doing a cake and uh, blowing out candles and sharing presents with family or something you know fair enough have a few having a few tinnies but a couple of beers yeah. um, <clears throat> when it comes to the actual child's party I, I don't know like it's not that you couldn't like I mean there's no reason why adults couldn't have a couple of tins whilst they're watching their kids going around the skate rink if they're available, you know what I'm saying? But God, we know. talk shit cap, don't we, mate? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, did that. And other than that, yeah, kind of just been kind of cruising around, been trying to get trying to get my exercise up a little bit, Grizzo. Oh, how's that um, going, mate? Is that going good? Yeah, bloody good, mate. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw an exercise physiologist just to try and get back into the swing of it, and they've mm. set me up with a, a a good exercise plan that is achievable within the realms uh, of being yeah. a new dad, and um, just trying to squeeze in a couple of routines in oh, each week. Pretty, so I find it an interesting, Cap, because you are like the to me, you're the thinnest that I've seen you in a while. So you're really? obviously doing wow. you're obviously doing something right, mate. Maybe it's yeah, the eating. Good. Yeah, I mean, definitely the eating. I think the uh, I'm definitely not eating as much as I have in the past. <laughs> mm. It's not perfect yet, but I'm working on it. So I think, do you know what, though? I think diet is the biggest one, man. It's Absolutely. so hard. I, just, I love yeah. eating food. Me food too. Is so good. Yeah. It's like Food's my comfort, you know? When things yeah. aren't going great, I just want a burger. You know, yeah. when, you know, when things are great, I want to fucking eat ice cream because I want to celebrate, you know, it's just fucked. So I've been doing this three yeah. days a week, Cap. I don't know if I've told you about this. Maybe I did. I'm doing OMAD, which is one meal a day. <clears throat> so you basically fast for 23 hours and then you're allowed to eat for a one hour window, but you can eat whatever the fuck you want. So Ooh. like you could just like okay. eat a burger and stuff. So I'm doing that three days out of the week and finding it manageable. And I've definitely lost a little bit of fat from doing that. Wow. Uh, I will yeah. say though, dude, like Hard. it is pretty painful when you're leading up yeah. to your meal. Like you yeah. are ready to, you're oh, like, dude, I can only <laughs> yeah, imagine. Famished, I mean, I used mate. to do intermittent fasting and I remember like some days were pretty fucking rough, but mm. yeah, it's just, it's kind of the same deal really, isn't it? You just, you, your window's just super small. Super small. Uh, the thing that I like about it is, there's no there's no failing it in that it's very easy to follow because you can eat whatever you want in that hour. Yeah. One meal, you can have McDonald's because basically it's for you to exceed your daily daily calorie intake in one meal is difficult hard. because you can't oh, fit shit, it all yeah. in. So you yeah. kind of can just eat kind of what you want and then that's it. So uh, I always found that counting calories and stuff like I'd find a day where I couldn't be fucked counting them all and then I would just fall off the wagon and it was too difficult. So this is something easier that I'm able to do without having to think about it too much. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I saw a dietitian recently and I was kind of talking to them about it and I was like, counting calories is just, I just can't do it. It's just... I just, it's hard, eh? I don't, I don't stick to it, and it, yeah. I just find it restricts me too much. I mean, obviously, you have to restrict yourself, but I don't want to go on a diet. I want to, I want to like just be better at making choices. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? Yeah, which choices, is, you know, obviously that's a difficult one in itself. But I think I'm more likely to stick to 
a healthier lifestyle if I'm making better choices rather than if I'm fucking having to log every single bit of freaking macros in my mm-hmm. little food diary. It's just, I just, uh, yeah. It, it does not does not make me feel great. Scanning about every if you want to do it really properly, like you say, you know, you use a tracker and you scan every barcode and you're counting every little fucking gram of and and fat and everything else. And yeah, I, I'm with you, Matt. It's tough. Yeah, hard fun. to find the balance. Yeah, not fun. Yeah, but hey, you know, that's how it is. You just got to fucking find what works for you. <laughs> and I think we're working towards that, Chris. And that's bloody we're getting good, there, mate. Aren't we? Big yeah, fan of that. It. Big fan mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but yeah, anyway, so going back to the weekends, weekend was good overall. Um, and, you know, we'll talk more about the other stuff that I did in my weekend, which is mostly just play Baldur's Gate. So let's freaking jump in yes. there because I've got a lot to talk about when it comes to that game. Um, yep. Good things. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. anyways, let's freaking dive straight in. House rules as always. Uh, if you'd like to watch this show live, you can do so by going to twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio. Follow us there for updates. And we go live every Monday night at 7 p.m.-ish AWST. That's Australian Western Standard Time, baby. Uh, yeah, come and jump into the chat and join legends such as Fancy Badger, Sukai AU, Lamified Actual, and just, you know, Sikose as well. Just, you know, the regulars, the, the freaking, the, mm. the rippers, you know? So you can, you can come in and join them and, and you know, just talk collective shit about the things we're talking about and, and have your say, you know? Quite often we'll, we'll bring up comments that are dropped in there. So, uh, yeah, yep. if you want to fucking do that, you can. Um, now, what else we got, Grizz? Uh, Mama said, uh, Mum, I'm on the OGR podcast, Cap. So there you go. Well, yeah, mum, exactly though. right. Mm. There you go, Mum. Mum's going to be very proud of that one. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, now just, uh, just want to thank uh, every wonderful legend that is listening to this podcast uh, via their favorite podcasting platform. We are available on Spotify, Apple iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you name it, it's probably there. Uh, but you can go to ogr.show uh, for podcasting uh, just in general, you know, every we got every link there. So go and check that out. Now, another big thank you to our wonderful Patreons, the legends who are reimbursing us for paying for domains and all kinds of other shit that goes into getting this podcast together. We bloody appreciate you guys. Uh, they are the following freaking rippers. Uh, Sukai, Moosey, Caging Runt, Sergeant Paul, Lee G, D, J-Libs, Brendan, Dan Fantastic, and Strops. Legends, thank you very much. We bloody appreciate Absolute it. Absolute legends. Yep. Yeah. Freaking cool. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, uh, let's dive into it, Grizz. Uh, big freaking quest log today. Huge, large. Uh, we've got a lot to get it actually through. Actually, is. <laughs> it's a big one. I, yeah, I kind of want to. Kind of want to fucking speed run the first half of this because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I really want to talk about Baldur's Gate. <laughs> so, Me too, mate. Let's do that. Uh, yeah. Exactly right. So, look. Let's 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 begin, Grizz. Yeah. THQ Nordic. Mm-hmm. You heard of those guys before, Grizz? THQ Nordic? I, I have. I have. They did some stuff and things. But yeah, tell well, me, Cap, they had, they had a little uh, little reveal thing, didn't they? They had a big old showcase. So THQ showcase. Nordic, they've been publishing games for quite some time. Uh, they've mm-hmm. done all kinds of stuff, you know, things like um, uh, they did Darksiders. Uh, I'm trying to think what else they fucking did. Um Oh, look, they got a shitload under their belt. Um, can't think of anything off the top of my head. But anyways. They, um, uh, they're publishers though, aren't they, Cap? They're publishers oh, for a, a bunch yeah, of Yeah, they games, are a publisher. Um, yeah, they've got a bunch of bits and pieces. I think they used to be a subsidiary 
under oh it might be a, a complete I, th- I think it is a subsidiary under embracer group which is the group that picked up like tomb raider and um, ah. all that shit from square enix um mm-hmm. but uh but yeah so these these guys have been publishing and and working on games for quite some time my friend quite a while but, uh, yes but yes they've been out there for a while now they had a bit of a showcase which i think might be well it's the first that i remember from these guys um yeah so yeah kind of i don't think i've seen one of these digital. before Mm. No. And I wonder whether this is the fall of E3. We're seeing these, you know, more. They got oh, a way mate, to, they, need to find a way to uh, get their games out there, Capo, don't they? Well, this is the thing, right? I think, um, you know, we, we kind of we touched on it before, but, you know, why pay E3 when I can do it better and That's control right. literally every part of my announcements? Uh, seems like a way smarter th- way to do things. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, so the THQ Nordic, uh, they had a bit of a digital so- showcase and they announced a bunch of video games. Now, we'll start yeah. with the first one uh, that piqued, piqued my interest, Grizz, is Titan Quest 2. Yes. Now, this is the follow-up to Titan Quest One, obviously, and this is kind of a Diablo-like action RPG set in the theme of ancient Greece. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a, a, a crossover between Age of Mythology, uh, if you ever played that, which is the uh, Age of Empires, but with kind of like Greek, um, Roman pantheon gods, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cross that with Diablo, and you kind of get what Titan Quest is. I think is probably Dude, a good way to put it. Titan Quest One was amazing. And I know Mikey listening to this, and this is news to him, will be going, holy shit, because we used to land that game back in like 20, oh, it must have been like 2018, something like that. Uh, yeah. It's got four expansions, but yeah, it is a <clears throat> really good take at a um, action RPG like Diablo. And Cap, I actually really liked the, uh, I really liked the the, the style, the, the look of the game as well. Um, I just did it. They did it really nicely. Now, Cap, um, I don't know if you realize this, mate, but the engine and gameplay uh, for Titan Quest became the foundation for Grim Dawn. So one of the devs... Get out of it. Yeah. So when... Because uh, this the original Grim Dawn one... Sorry, uh, Titan Quest one uh, dev studio closed down and one of the guys went to Grim Dawn and that was the start of that franchise. Well, I, I had no idea about that. That's, that's a really interesting fact. Um, very cool. I mean, and, and I mean, let's be honest, like, you know, Grimdome became very well received. Um, so, and, and to some degree, um, preferred by a lot of gamers in the ARPG, uh, scene, uh, you know, one, one of those gamers might've been Jazz Cook. You never really know, Chris, but, uh, mean, man. Oh, I reckon uh, Jazz would have played Titan Quest, surely. Oh, surely. for sure. As an action RPG yeah. fan. Has to have. Well, I, I must admit, dude, I actually never played Titan Quest. Just never really fell oh, into my hands. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think timing was just a bit off for me because I can't remember what consoles it came out on, if any. I think it might have been PC. Uh, yeah, it was a PC. Um, it actually the Steam uh, the Steam page for Titan Quest Two is actually already live, and you can go and wishlist it if you want to take a look at it there. But there is also some very brief little descriptions on there around what to expect from. Uh, yeah. Titan Quest 2. Uh, they kind of say challenging action RPG combat. Uh, they say beautiful handcrafted world rooted in Greek mythology. They also say online multiplayer over Steam as well, which was uh, the the same as what uh, Titan Quest 1 was. But yeah, I'd I actually really enjoyed shocked it. pretty shocked if there wasn't any online multiplayer for an action RPG. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, glad very fucking, I'm glad, should we, I'm glad should they've we... sorted that one out. 
Should we talk about the release trailer, Cap? Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, you know, obviously go and check it out yourselves at home if you're listening via podcast. But it's a bit of a, you know, they kind of talk about how, you know, the ancient people were very strong and then they kind of got knocked down a notch by some random god that's thrown out freaking fireballs and the mm. the women, the, the what do they call it? The fates, the, the sisters of fate. They have their threads that kind of intermingle in between all the world to figure out what's oh going to happen goodness. and what's how, destiny and what's not. How are you, how did you, what, how did you get all this information? Dude, I'm impressed. Well, I'll just, I watched the trailer. <laughs> yeah, but I have. I didn't actually listen to the voice voiceover. Uh, okay, but mate, that's pretty. It's pretty clever. It's pretty clever. Yeah, cat. it, it like seems it. like a, a fairly classic story of uh, nasty god comes in, wipes everything yeah, out, and you manage to survive uh, because you've been chosen for some reason, and now you're on a quest to go and sort that god out. Um, so, and there it's obviously go. again set in that Greek pantheon. But I think you know, I think this could be really cool, Grizz. And it's funny how uh, since Diablo Four's had a bit of a you know poo poo moment, uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we've just had so much like ARPG news. Be like, yeah. hey, well, uh, by the way, uh, just let you know too. we've got this <laughs> one coming out. And uh, hey, what if we did a little teaser of this one? You know, Green yeah. Dawn obviously had a yeah, big yeah, yeah. Uh, a big teaser thon recently. So it's funny how when uh, when someone's not doing too crash hot, that people use it as a bit of a you know an opportunity. Also, Path of Exile had their big announcement kind of they thing did. as well. Yeah, ExileCon. So, oh, look, yeah. I honestly think that this has potential to be fantastic, Cap, because number one was a gateway from for me from uh, Diablo two into Diablo three. That was kind of that that piece, and it was fantastically done. Uh, I enjoyed it. I would have spent a lot of time on it with my brothers in one of the DLCs. I don't think I actually played the last DLC, but yeah, very cool. So keep an eye on that one. I think it could be could be a goodie. We don't know when it's coming, do we? I haven't given us uh, a date. I don't think there's any specific dates on that one, no, but uh, not that I could see anyway. Um, but uh, coming soon, TM, uh, you'll find out when later. There's no release date of, as of yet, but it will be PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S. Uh, no Nintendo Switch version because that console can barely run fucking <laughs> operating system. All right, mm-hmm. <clears throat> moving along, Grizzly. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Now, we did get a bit of a insight into the fact that this was coming, and I hadn't really heard about this. Yeah. There was a, there was a <clears throat> set of uh, comic books uh, mm. set in uh, the t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, universe where the storyline was that the three of the Teenage Mutant Turtle, Mutant Ninja Turtle, I can't even say that, mate. That is a tongue twister for me. Just today. call them the turtles, mate. I'm sure the turtles. Know. Three of the turtles uh, had passed away uh, due to, uh, you know, unhappy circumstances. And the final mm. one, I'm not too sure which one it is. Maybe Leonardo, probably. It's always Leo. Um, and yep. I'm probably completely wrong there, but uh, he persisted and survived, and then was on a on a kind of you know a revenge act. So uh, yeah. quite a dark and gritty comic book series, apparently, from what I understand, a bit, bit more adult. Uh, mm. And I think that THQ is looking to recreate this as a game. Now we've obviously got this trailer. This is the first that we know. This is the absolute sort of announcement teaser trailer. You can see uh, a few uh, four candles, and they're slowly being blown out one by one. Obviously, representing the different turtles, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. candle remains, and kind of cuts out to the the, the theme uh, title, 
And uh, and yeah, so we don't actually get any gameplay or anything. We get a little, get a tiny little bit of concept art of you know Leo or one of the turtles uh, fighting against some cyber ninja looking dudes. But it actually, um, looks dude, cool. I love it, Cap. I love it, mate. Because yeah, Turtles is a beloved franchise of mine since a kid. But it's nice to see something with a darker, uh, more gritty, gruesome take. I haven't looked at the uh, comics myself, but. Yeah, seems very cool. So the uh, Ninja Turtles were killed by the Foot Clan cap and the big bad yeah. is actually the grandson of Shredder. So Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Very That's pretty cool. The Hot Foot Law. Clan. The Foot Clan. <laughs> I need to know more about their origins on that name, please. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think I think with this one obviously I'm 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 very keen to see more. I vaguely remember Grizz uh, a while mm. back when this was kind of rumored or you know we We've had spoken heard about this coming. on the podcast before haven't we yeah pretty sure definitely have now i vaguely remember something about it kind of be this game being heavily inspired by the new the new god of war games oh that's right yeah yeah which would be really cool. And I think one of the aspects of it was going to be that uh, your character, whether it's Leo or whoever it is, uh, basically works towards finding the weapons of the other three brothers and those weapons are unique and give you different kind of abilities, et cetera, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so cool. I wonder who the remaining turtle is. Do we know that? Can we figure that Um, out? Someone in chat might be able to help us out. Yeah. Uh, was it blue? Okay. I think it was blue in yeah, there. Is, maybe is Leo blue. blue? I'm pretty sure Leo's blue uh, mm. with the headband in the final kind of um, sort of cinematic thing at the end. But uh, someone in chat might be able to confirm. But uh, us not being uh, huge comic book readers or anything. It's That's Mikey. It. Michelangelo. Shit. Michelangelo. There you go. Uh, yep. uh, Which is the blue one, mine. right? That's the blue one, isn't it? Yeah. I can't remember, man. You know, Pretty it's sure. like the Pretty sure, freaking dude. Teletubbies. I He's can't the one with like the katana, the katana blade. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So that mm. makes sense. He's the last Ronin, right? So that's where the where the uh, where the, uh, the the name comes Sick. from. So thank Very you, cool. Dan, your legend, uh, for for clearing the air on that one. But yes, yeah, so there you go. Get ready for the last Ronin. Ronin. We'll um we'll get. Uh, We'll get stuck in there once we get a bit more information. Uh, so it looks pretty cool. Now, the next thing that they announced, Grizz, was another South Park game. And now mm. these South Park games have been pretty bloody well received in the past. So I think a lot of people are going to be pretty excited for this one. This one's called South Park Snow Day, which is a 3D title, which is yeah. a bit different. <laughs> Oh, we had South Park 3D on the Nintendo 64, mate. That was a banger. But um, no, you're right. Okay, good point, actually. Um, stick, of, stick of Truth, uh, which was... is that the, Was that the last South Park game we had, mate? Yeah, Stick um, of Truth. Uh, sure. Well, I don't know if it was the last one. That, that um, like, was an amazing game, dude. It was like an RPG. It's like uh, it got overwhelmingly positive uh, on, on Steam and was just an absolute cracker and a joy to play, full of comedy, but also some deep gameplay mechanics. So Yeah. I think now, this is a completely different dev, so probably a completely different game, Cap, but uh, still, never know. Yeah. Might be fun. The, the, the Stick of Truth was out in 2014, and then there was also South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Oh, oh that's um, right. There was too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and that one was, butthole. so The Stick of yeah. Truth was kind of more sort of fantasy <laughs> RPG-ish, mm. where The Fractured Butthole um, was more kind of superhero, uh, kind of Marvel-esque, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so 
Um, yeah, but I mean, like you said, they've been incredibly uh, well-received games, so it's going to be interesting to see what this game's this, like now. This kind of sounds really... like a uh, co-op beat-em-up kind of cat. Is that what you're yeah, getting from getting, this? Yeah, it kind of looks like a 3D top-down-ish, yeah, like beat-em-up game, except maybe mm. kind of looks action RPG-ish. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure exactly what to expect with this. And they don't really give you much information as to no, what the game actually is. They just kind of say mm. it's an action game and get ready. It's in 3D and it's just like, okay. Um, so there is, uh, this is what I've got here. It says, join Cartman, Stan, Kyle and Kenny in a three-dimensional glory to celebrate the most magical day in any young child's life. Snow Day. Grab up to free friends and battle your way through the snow-piled streets of South Park on a quest to save the world and enjoy a day without school. Yeah. It kind of, it makes me wonder if it's kind of like a, uh, what do you call it? Almost like a, um, one of those like top-down alien shooter games uh, or remember that Magicka game? I think it was called Magicka. Oh, yeah. That was cool. he, it was four wizards and they'd run around. Yeah. And, uh, they could do different down. things and they had yeah. be better at different things. You needed them all to kind of work together to solve the puzzles. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. yeah, look, obviously we've <laughs> a lot of conjecture and, and theorizing <laughs> as to what this fucking game is. But we yeah. do see like a little kind of cutscene of of, you know, player characters running around and using catapults to get to certain areas and big battles and... Yeah, so it's a four, if it's a four-player kind of co-op experience, maybe something in in that vein. But I guess we'll see once we get more information, Grizzly. Yep, need the turkeys. So, yeah. I agree with Dan. Got to have turkeys in there. Gobble, gobble. Oh, yeah. Like Got to have the turkeys. Yeah, It's funny, though, isn't it, Grizz? Because, like, being Aussies, like, the whole idea of a snow day just <laughs> does not exist here. Yeah. Uh, Dude, you know. we have the days if, at my school, mate, if it was over 40 degrees, you go home. So I guess that's <laughs> <Yeah>. our, <laughs> that's our equivalent. If it was over 40 degrees <laughs> I- anywhere else in the world, people would be dying. <laughs> we just go home. <laughs> so, yeah. But you're right. I remember that. I think maybe that happened two or three times in my pre-high school life uh yeah, and you know i lived in a country town called kaguli and it got pretty hot out there oh so, jesus yeah yeah I i'd imagine the day. classrooms probably got air con these days suckers yeah so they probably yeah you know exactly we had to fan ourselves so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm pretty sure we had air con as well i quite remember yeah. But, but yeah so anyways there you go freaking snow day uh yeah looks good cool. all right the final one grizz that we're going to talk about and then we'll kind of just give a bit of an overview of the rest of it uh, yep. that was announced was a game mm. called Gothic One and they're doing a cheeky little remake. Now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did you ever play the original Gothic series, Chris? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I looked at the video you linked and it looked a lot like Skyrim to me, but maybe a little bit yeah. more jankier. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a janky... I'd probably say it's like a janky Morrowind. Um, Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so... But... From what now, the issue I had was when this game mm. came out, my computer was not good enough to play it. And I think oh, really? when it first okay. came out, it, it actually had some pretty significant specs. And I don't know whether that was because the game was just poorly programmed or I think yeah. maybe it was just kind of a cutting cutting edge. But I think it the might Pentium, have been the, uh, the, the Pentium former. 2 
four gigs of RAM couldn't make hey, it. The old happen. fucking clappinator, freaking Windows <laughs> ME was not handling Gothic One. I'll tell you that much for free. No. So I never played Gothic One uh, back in the day, and I think I kind of t- sort of briefly touched on it. Um, I think I, I have a copy probably on GOG or some shit, uh, and downloaded it a while back, and just thought, man, I can't play this. I could not possibly play this right now. Uh, it is disgusting. And I, uh, but from what I understand, Grizz. The Gothic One game is highly regarded as a, an incredibly well put together story. So the actual game and the way that it, it approaches having like a society and and yeah. community that you're kind of operating within, within this kind mm. of like fantasy RPG, uh, mm-hmm. really well done. So I think this is definitely one to be excited for. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't really know what to expect. The, the the trailer we see is some bloke in this really gritty kind of grimy uh, fantasy setting, rolling around trying to pinch some money so he can go and bet on uh, some bloke <laughs> fighting a fire breathing dog yeah, or some shit. Uh, Got to get in there. It's, and do it's that. actually a pretty good trailer, don't you reckon? It is very well done. It's kind yeah. of like you're you're following this individual through the through the town and kind of gives you a good indication of what the colony is like, you know, and very brutal, Cap. Um, oh, yeah. Big time. Now, Capo, there is a Steam page for this, the remake as well, and there's a couple of notes here that I'll read from it. So it says, Return to the colony in a full-blown remake of the popular revolutionary game Gothic. Rediscover the world of the mining colony, its secrets and challenges. Play as the nameless hero, manage the fate of a lifetime convicted prisoner who must survive in the world of wild animals and creatures. Uh, faithful to the remake of the original Gothic 1, however, modernized combat system that take basic premises of the original combat system to a modern age. So it sounds like they're giving the combat system a lick of paint. Dejankifying uh, it. Dejankifying <laughs> it. So Get that freaking it, jank out of there. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. So that'll be good. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm looking forward to this actually because uh, I, I think you know a younger me would have really liked to have played Gothic if I had the PC to 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 do that. So now mm. we're going to have that option by the sounds of things. So I'm I'm very keen for that, Chris. So it's going to be good. It'll be really That's freaking fun. good. Yeah. Now there's a bunch of other stuff that was announced. Grizz, uh, Alone in the Dark uh, got another trailer. We we kind of knew about this uh, this this uh, what do you call it? This re what, reimagining of the Alone in the Dark game series. Uh, so that's sort of coming soon. And uh, there's going to be a private investigator played by David Harbour in this game, which is the guy out of, uh, you probably best know him as the sheriff in uh, Stranger Things. So ah, cool. uh, he is going to be in there, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Now there's a bunch of other games that were announced as well. Um, there was yep. a game, an RTS game about a train called The Last Train Home, which looks like you'll be driving a train through the through the wilderness and fending off enemies and yeah just you know trying to manage this train that's moving through the countryside <laughs> um so i don't know that looks interesting mm. uh there was a open world third person shooter called outcast announced um looks interesting a uh, bunch of yep. space related things try and five got some more uh multiplayer gameplay stuff shown off if you're into the trine series that's that one Ooh, where you have yeah, a few yeah. different characters and you're kind of trying to it's oh, almost that was like one i was thinking of actually cap not magica trine was what i was thinking of yeah 
Uh, yeah, we'll try. Co-op and, one, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like uh, Lost Vikings. If you ever played Lost Vikings back in the yeah. day, yeah, oh, dude, you know, you kind of got to use the different Classic. abilities of each character to help you progress through the game. Uh, and mm. it might be that you're kind of using one to pull a lever, and the other one's like doing something whilst that lever's being pulled, and then the final one's getting across to then kind of you know get the rest of the guys across. So yeah, mm-hmm. but anyways, uh, there was also some uh, uh, Way of the Hunter. DLC announced, which is uh, you know the the hunting game, kind of like Call of hunting the Hunter, game. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then also something called Recreation, uh, which is a looks like it's about cars, arcade style racing game, Briz. Uh, Ooh, so if you're into top that, down, cap, top down styles no, or looks, what? That looks. This looks like it's definitely not top down. If not top down, yeah. so not not retro arcade, as in proper arcade racing game no this is actually it's it's it looks like you make your own tracks and the tracks are pretty freaking wild uh but the cars are also insanely wild as well so you know kind of just like a sandboxy kind of car game go a bit wild with it so yeah it uh it kind of it kind of looks like um like matchbox cars come to actual real life and if you know, you could then go and make your own tracks in all kinds of weird and wonderful, crazy configurations. It looks pretty cool, actually. But not that I play it, but just generally looks cool. So yeah. yeah, anything where you can create your own courses and submit them to people to play always do pretty well, mate. I find. Oh, for sure, my friend, for sure. But yeah, so there you go. That was the THQ Nordic showcase. Quite a bit announced it's, there, and I think yeah. um, you know some definitely some big takeaways with Titan Quest yeah. Two and, and oh, Last mate. Ronin. I actually am reasonably excited for Titan Quest 2. That was a real favorite action RPG of mine, so excited to yeah. see that. Yeah, I want to see gameplay, game. though, before I make my mind up because I think it is a different dev, so I'd be curious to know where they take it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, I mean, that's kind of how I feel for most of these. Like, we didn't get uh, an ounce of gameplay for no. the major announcements, right? So Titan Quest 2, we didn't get any gameplay for. Last Ronin, we didn't get any gameplay for. Snow Day, we got a very small amount of gameplay, but mm-hmm. we don't really know what the game is based off that gameplay. Uh, and obviously one. Gothic 1 was yeah. just an announcement trailer. Um, no gameplay. So, yeah, I would love to see some gameplay, please. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> please, sir. Please, sir. Now, Grizz. Yes. Blizzard. <laughs> they have a game called Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. And it recently came to Steam. Yeah. As in the last did. week. And yep. when it came to Steam, it it didn't 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 go down too well with the user base. <laughs> Cap one hundred and eleven thousand a... negative reviews now is what we have up on the uh, Steam shit, store. That is out of control. Uh, it is obviously overwhelmingly neg- negative as per mm. the Steam reviews. Uh, I guess rating overall rating system based off all Steam reviews. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it just kind of got completely review bombed into oblivion. Uh, but I think they still had a reasonable number of people playing the game. Yeah, uh, I can't yeah. remember exactly how many. I think it was like seventy k or something like that. Uh, which yeah, is a decent amount for the release. Mm. Yeah, it, and I apparently that those it's the um, it's the it is the worst game of all time by negative reviews on Steam now. <laughs> really yeah so it's pretty crazy um wow. it's also copped to 1.4 on on metacritic as well 
recently. <laughs> what, it's, it's interesting, Cap, because I wanted to pick your brain on this, mate. And obviously, there's a lot of bandwagoning here, you know, like Blizzard oh, as a whole sure. haven't really impressed uh, many people uh, across Diablo 3 or really anything uh, in, in recent years. So is this just people just jumping on a bandwagon to to just have a have a laugh here or what do you reckon? Are people I, I definitely think upset? there's an aspect of that, but I think the fact the game is in its, in the state that it is currently and Blizzard have kind of marketed and kind of used the player base in the way that they did with mm. Overwatch 2's release and subsequent cancellation of DLCs and just fucking mm-hmm. other, you know, poor decisions. Not, I, I wouldn't even say they're poor decisions. I'd just say hyper-corporate hyper and, and, you know, lacking heart uh, yeah. decisions, uh, decisions that are definitely geared more towards the hip pocket, which, I mean, again, I get they're, they're a business. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they kind of—I kind of feel like they just kind of given up on it, uh, and I think I, I, uh, a lot of people are feeling the same way. I feel like you've nailed it there, mate. The hyper hyper corporate thing uh, for me uh, really shines through in Diablo Four and what we're seeing now. I don't know if you've seen it, mate, but I've added something to the end of the quick fire relating to that as well and Diablo Four. Um, but it's probably worth bringing it up now. But they recently had a session where they had a couple of devs jump on a couch and play through Diablo 4 uh, while talking about some of the development decisions. And the two devs that were playing had no idea how to play Diablo 4, Cap. They, yeah, so that's just bonkers. That blows my mind. Yeah. You know, the builds they were using, and they weren't using any abilities. They were fucking smashing all the buttons on the <laughs> on the keypads and just Yikes, had... Dude. <laughs> This was the one of the senior uh, dungeon um, developers, one of the guys that develops all the end game dungeons. Uh, yeah, was in there talking about things. So yeah, yeah, interesting, mate. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this is just the reality of of things. I think there's a huge disconnect between the actual, you know, the boots on the ground kind of developers and what's happening at corporate marketing level for these games. Uh, and it's just it's it's hard to really see you know blizzard kind of really be the shell of its former self uh you know being a a big blizzard fanboy back in the day and and kind of less so these days really um i just don't expect an awful lot from them anymore and i think each time they've kind of released something recently it's just kind of reiterated to me that maybe you know i don't really need to be putting so much faith into a company that is just you know doing a really poor job of maintaining my faith <laughs> so i don't know yeah it's just, actually i uh, want to touch on what lama said in the chat too here now so glad we aren't blaming the devs for the decisions of the suits and i think that's where it is you know there's there is there has been for a while but it's corporate decisions they've got shareholders they need to obviously retain a shareholder price and yeah. uh, bringing bringing in profits and i think that is yeah. the the key issue everything needs to be monetized so yeah. you've got money's in the pocket, and that's the difference yeah. between say an indie studio and what we see coming out of Blizzard. Um, and that's that's ultimately why we're seeing Overwatch Two on Steam at all is because they would be going, okay, this game is not doing very well critically, and they'd probably be worried about the hemorrhaging numbers uh, on the kind of user base. So how can we up those numbers? Let's release it on Steam. Uh, it's going to be one of the few games that we do have on Steam, and we're not really committed to pulling anything else on steam unless we absolutely have to in this way so 
you know, it's 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 they're so fucking transparent. It's ridiculous, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, I'm sure they think they're making these really cool, uh, you know, uh, strategic business decisions, and and you know, they'll, the gamers will never know. But it's like, fuck, mate, come on, really? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I think I'm honestly, Cap. I think I'm done with Diablo Four. I don't even know if I'll go back for a season unless it really provokes me to. And we've got a bunch of guys that want to go back in. I just feel like the decisions were made for season one were not in the best interest of the players. They weren't trying yeah. to design a game that was fun to play. They were more worried about the money that was going into the back pocket on, on yeah. it. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, know. Yeah, I, know, I think mate. this is just an unfortunate uh, reality for a lot of big AAA studios and devs these days. And, uh, Curdy Fat Gimme in the chat says on the flip side, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 feels like a game made by gamers for gamers. Pay attention, Blizz. One thing I'll say is absolutely, but in oh the same God. token, like if you, okay, I'm sure that Baldur's Gate 3 has sold incredibly well, but I bet that Diablo 4 probably sold similar numbers. Yeah. They probably and, also made more money you know, from the microtransactions and stuff. Exactly. As well, mate. You know? And this is the problem with with modern gaming is that despite these amazing games that we have come out uh, that have so much heart and, uh, you know, are just so well developed like Baldur's Gate and, mm. and you know, some a lot of indie titles, they simply don't make anywhere near as much money as these games that get pumped full of fucking microtransactions. The dark patterns and all that kind of shit. This yeah, you, know I mean? you just look at the mobile industry, mate. And I know I feel honestly feel like PC gaming is just slowly slanting, slanting towards the uh, the pay structure of mobile oh, gaming. Dude, which absolutely. Is- and I think devs have been looking for a way to slowly introduce microtransactions for years. And I think mm. the loot boxes and uh, uh, what do you call them? Battle passes have been. Yep one tool towards just regular ass microtransactions and we're slowly getting there because eventually gamers will just you know drop the drawbridge and 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 um you know lower their defenses because traditionally pc gamers and and console gamers have been pretty uh, fervently and against uh you know microtransactions in general but i think over time you just keep whittling away at their defenses like they have done with all these other um, microtransactions, eventually people are just going to forget about it and then they'll become the norm. And that's kind of, I think, where we're slowly getting to. Mm. So, imagine we had a battle pass in Baldur's Gate, mate. Could you imagine? Uh, do you know what? I can't, uh, but also I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. they're not going, they won't do it because they've actively come out, like Laren have actively come out and said, um, you know, something along the lines of, and I'm going to completely paraphrase this, but we believe that you you deserve all of the content for the money that you pay. Um, mm. And that's, you know, that's amazing of them because a lot of uh, AAA developers don't agree with them. So there yeah. you go. Look, I will say um, in amongst the negativity here that we have and the sentiments towards Blizzard, I, I 100% agree. We've had some absolute banger games in the last couple of years. You know, Elden Ring was a game of a lifetime and... I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom, but I hear that's also fantastic. And I've got to say, Cap, Battles Gate 3, I'm dreaming about a game. I haven't had that for such a long time, dude. Yeah. It is, it is wow. infiltrated into my dreams because that is all I'm thinking about right now. That game has seriously yeah. captured my attention. It is yeah. amazing so far. Well, let's 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 completely pivot from Overwatch into an actual good game and let's continue talking about Baldur's Gate 3 because I, honest to God, Grizz, think we right now are living 
in a time where a game has released that I actually think will probably go down in history as a gaming experience akin to something like the Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I would agree. And and I think if you're sleeping on this game right now because you don't like CRPGs or whatnot, I think I understand that friction point. Uh, but this game is so insanely well put together and so unique in the sense of just uh, just just such such strong narrative design and application to video games in general. I just think you're fucking missing out so much because I have heard friends say, oh, you know, it it's a little, looks a bit too tactical for me or, yeah, or whatever dude. else. And it's like, I get that. But also this is, it's it's a fucking masterpiece in so many ways. And it's not perfect. There, I have encountered a few bugs here and there's been a few things that have kind of ticked me off. But yeah. this game is as close to fucking perfect as an RPG gets. And it is going to be a, a pinnacle game in my opinion. And the other thing is I've seen, Grizz, is that a lot of developers have said, Oh my god! Yeah. Don't hold us to this standard anymore. And I would be trembling in my fucking boots if I was a developer. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. I mean, have a think about it. Right, every voice line in this game is voice acted, and you have a look at some of the games we've seen this year, and some of the voice acting has been just absolutely woeful. Yeah, Forspoken, <laughs> some yeah. of the worst voice acting ever. Some, mate, the voice acting in this game is like nuts. I cannot wait to see the game awards this year to see how many awards Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win because I oh. think it's going to do like a fucking clean sweep, mate. The voice acting, the artwork, every game design, it just really the catches. The music phenomenal as well. Oh, the like, music, yeah. They have yeah, it's absolutely just, it's, nailed it. Is it is exceptional. And like every, every, you know, you know, every every ten or so minutes I put into this game, something new happens and I'm just like fucking, yeah. wow. Like it's just consistent content coming at me at, at a rate I'm just not used to in video games. Like normally you'd have some kind of padded filler where you're just doing kind of combat or whatever else, but the amount of just dialogue and content and it's all insanely well put together stuff and and dialogue <laughs> I actually want to sit through and I don't I don't yeah not give a shit about. It's insane. It actually, it actually blows reminds my mind. me a, a lot, Cap of. Uh... Well, it is D and D five E, right? It is that rule set. Yeah, but it actually reminds me a lot of a tabletop D and D campaign that you're playing through. Yeah, I mean like, that's that's I think that's what they've they've been going for, right? Because it's it it's the Baldur's Gate three, you know, Baldur's Gate series is is directly set in Faerun, which is mm. you know the D and D world and universe, and it it borrows its entirety from that universe for the most part. There are some sort of Larryanisms, as I like to call them, that uh, you know don't persist in the D and D world, and they've kind of just given it its its own lick of flavor. But it, you're right; it feels it it is it is and feels like a D and D campaign. It does uh, yeah, because you everything have open scope. Your des- your decisions and the decisions that you make. Uh, there's so many different decisions that you could make in a certain scenario that you feel like you can truly kind of have open slather with what you want to do with that. And yeah. I was going to get there and how's your game and go on, but I just want to give one example and it's not spoilery, right? There was an NPC somewhere in the game that was too intelligent for his race. And I remember thinking that was strange. And I went up to him as my rogue and 
I went to pickpocket him and he had an item that was increasing his intelligence. I stole the item and then when it opened up dialogue again with him and all of a sudden he was extremely stupid and they had oh, voice man, acted cool. the differences in the dialogue options for for that uh, particular creature. And I was just like, man, like, how crazy yeah. is that? Yeah. You can just tell yeah. they've poured so much time and love into this game. It's just ridiculous. The scope yeah. is huge. And it, you know, there's, there's probably like, I think the other thing about it, Grizz, is like, the you, you do have a main kind of quest mission um and something that you're pursuing but everything at every given moment feels like the main mission you never feel like you're doing side quests or you know you're kind of doing you know sub content from what your overarching kind of story thing is mm. whenever you're out in the world i just i've i've just felt like i am in that moment you know what i mean yeah, I don't feel like I'm ticking off things on my side quest board. I feel like every single thing I'm doing is just as equally as important as the main storyline quest. Actually, and I haven't really been insane. looking at the quest log, really, Cap. I've just been kind of exploring and letting it take its yeah. course. And then maybe I'll, if I wanted to, to go and check to remind me kind of what that, the steps that I've gone through for that quest, I might do that. But yeah, it's not driving my decisions of where I'm going in the game. Really, I'm just kind of exploring and, and enjoying it um, as it as it takes me. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, um, it's, now, it's now, exceptional. Now, Cap, uh, it seems the critics agree with us. So this has a 97 on Metacritic right now. Uh, that's yeah. the Metacritic score, and it and it's copped a 91 on the user score. So um, pretty yeah. glowing glowing reviews. And look, so far. in all honesty, you know, having a 9.1 user score is kind of nuts. <laughs> for yeah. metacritic yeah. user scores are quite of, often and more typically <laughs> significantly lower than the critic uh, the the critic score uh, and yep. for it to be fairly close to the actual meta score is is mental so i think uh you know clearly people are having a lot of fun with this game and i think the the developers have been insanely humbled uh by the response as well uh, you know, there's there's even just other statistics. You know, someone on Twitter posted a screenshot of from a a, a player engagement tracker from Steam, and Baldur's Gate had accounted for approximately twenty eight percent of total player time spent on Steam. Oh, really? And that's Jesus. Yeah, th okay. that's that's leading. That's the leading title. The next. Most, I think that is a like, better way to look at it. You can have a look at sales and stuff like that, but you know, people buy games and they don't really play yeah. them. But the engagement is the key, right? Like, that's well, huge. that's the thing. So, of people spending time in Steam right now, twenty-eight percent of them in the last week of all time spent on Steam was spent playing Baldur's Gate. The next highest amount was five percent mm. for CS:GO. Wow, there you go. That is insane. <laughs> that is absolutely that's insane. Nuts. So. That's that's just um, how popular this game is at the moment. Cap, I pulled a. I wanted to just see what people were writing in the user scores around negative reviews, and yeah, I've got one here that is pretty funny. Okay, for the game to put more emphasis on genitals than facial construction and body styles, unreal. I, un I understand that they're trying to push all the political wokeness <laughs> and racy envelopes oh, as God possible, <laughs> but this game is a hot pile of garbage compared to older games. I would rather play Skyrim again. Oh my god, that is just—I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, and he—I got one more. God please everyone it says even EA and Ubisoft make hard copies of their games. Very anti-consumer decision to only make oh. digital copies. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, if you're in Alaska and you'd have an internet, I get it. But then how did you post that fucking review? You know, like, come on, get over it. <laughs> I think in all honesty, like, I mean, because Larian's, Larian is, um, Larian is, what do you call it? Uh, it's 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 pretty much an indie studio still, really. It's it's probably like a what do they call it? A triple uh, I in indie studio. So it's a big indie studio, but you know it's it's bloody expensive to to put out digital games. Uh, yeah. So I, I totally yeah. get it as a decision, and you know yeah. they probably save themselves a shitload of money by not having to press all those games and sit on stock that won't sell. I mean, this obviously Dude, would sell, but yeah. these days, cap, you fucking buy a digital game. You got to put it into your. You got to connect to the internet to install all the patches exactly. and updates and shit anyway. But like, the amount of games these days where you, I mean, and obviously this is only out on PC so far, right? But I couldn't tell you the last time I got a PC game, physical, that actually had a disc inside it. Most of the time, it's a code. Yeah, true. You know? So, I mean, it's just the reality of the world we live in. So, I don't know. If you're a PC gamer and that doesn't really tickle your, you know, your pickle, I really don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how that could be your argument because it's, it's just not reality anymore, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, well, Grizz, the other thing I wanted to kind of kind of touch on was the stats yeah. for player choices and stuff, which is actually really interesting when you have a bit of a look at the the stat breakdown. I don't know mm-hmm. um, if you've mm-hmm. had a bit of a look at this, Grizz. I have but had a quick look, mate. Yeah, we'll um, yeah, maybe I'll get the, the stats up on the on the on the big. I'll bring Grizzly these up. There. I'll bring these up as well on the stream and just uh, kind of scroll yeah. through them as we go. Interesting so, to talk about our choices against these, Cap, and where we sit yeah, on the stats. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, there's there's a multiple different races with sub races, but of the races, there are half elf, human <laughs> elf, dragonborn, tiefling, drow, half orc, dwarf, gnome, halfling, githyanki, yeah. and those are in order of most popular to least popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's interesting that the Gith Yankee is by far the least popular race, followed by all of the races. The small ones. I tell you small, what, small I will races. say this, Cap. It is fucking annoying being a short race. I'm not, but I have someone in my party who is. And jumping onto things and across things is like... Yeah, you're at a disadvantage, mate. It's really annoying. It's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, but you yeah. know what? Like that's a really good point because jumping. Um, is so important for traversal in this game. It's actually ridiculous. Mm. Um, there's certain areas that you need slightly better jumping ability than <laughs> if to access, and you yeah. can get that magically. But also, if you don't have that ability, then you're knackered. So um, I don't know. I, I did find it interesting that Githyanki was so. Uh, what uh, kind of what race did you, know? you pick, Cap, for your custom? I went drow, which is kind of right in the middle. Drow. Ooh. Well, I actually went half elf, mate. So I'm up the top. <laughs> wow. Fucking old vanilla fucking grizzly over here. I did not realize that at the time. <laughs> I, I picked it because I got a cantrip. I really wanted a level one cantrip that I can yeah. use on my rogue. Yeah. Oh, is that what you get for being a half elf? Yeah, you do. You get a cantrip. So it was nice because you can. Oh, just anything uh, you choose. You can pick it. You can pick. Yeah, you can pick. I actually picked a fucking stupid one. I didn't realize how it worked. 
It was like, you give one of your allies advantage on the next attack roll. You can't put it on yourself. And I was like, yeah, I can use this as a rogue to ensure I get sneak attack, but you can't uh, use it on yourself. And then you couldn't do so, it. Yeah. Dingus alert. Totally stupid. Yep. yep. Anyway. Uh, now, scrolling down, Grizz, we've got class choices. Now, from mm. most popular to least popular, uh, Paladin, Sorcerer, Warlock, uh, Rogue, Bard, Barbarian, fighter, ranger, wizard, monk, druid, Ooh, and cleric. Like now, yep. the middle of the pack, kind of from warlock to druid, they're all kind of roughly the same in terms of popularity. But then yeah, yeah. paladin and sorcerer are quite a lot more popular than the others, and then cleric is quite a lot more less popular than the others. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's an interesting spread, I actually think. Um, yeah, it but is. If, yeah. you, if, you, if you rolled a half-elf paladin, you could not be more basic yeah, you're a basic. basic if that's basic you, yeah, you're basic, mate. Basic AF. Mate, good um, job. Now you picked obviously a rogue. I did. Yes. Yeah, I did. And like a rogue. Yeah. So we're kind of in the middle of the pack. In the middle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, now, moving along to number of origin characters created. Now these are the characters that have the inbuilt backstory already. Mm, Uh, So uh, an interesting number. Uh, We see that Gale was picked as the most popular uh, origin character by a fair way at 27k, followed by Karlak at 22.5k, then Asterian at 22.2k, Shadowharp at 15.9k, Will uh, at 14.8k and then Lazeel uh, at mm. uh, 11.7k. So interestingly, the Dark Urge isn't even listed on here, which is That's the one not I picked. <laughs> yes, I thought that would have been up there. It's actually Maybe funny, Kat, picked it. Um because I've realized this now because someone told me, but I have not met Gale because I <laughs> failed the checks to pull him through the portal. What the, the fuck are you serious? <laughs> serious. So, dude, I, I was going to get it to how's your game and going, but the way that I'm playing, I'm doing zero save scum. So, if something yep. happens and I don't die, I don't load it, and I just play with oh, whatever man. the fuck has happened. Some real crazy <laughs> shits happened, dude. I'll tell you when I get there. But see, like- I, 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 I've been kind of semi save scumming, depending on what it is. Um, I mean, obviously, if it's a battle, like if you're gonna die, I may, I might, I just fucking restart it, obviously, because yeah. I'm not gonna waste half an hour of trying to trying to push through this battle. So that then, obviously, at that point, you you already know. But um, I I kind of feel like when it comes to the NPCs like Gale and all that kind of stuff, I I feel like that's a free pass on saying yeah. something. Well, I didn't know was, what that was. Yeah, well, that's true. You wouldn't have known. I, I think, you wouldn't have known I he was think, in there. Um, I think. It encourages me to do a next playthrough and uh, where yep. I can save scum. I'm actually really happy with the decision not to do it this time because it's developed some pretty <laughs> fucking interesting things that have happened that yep. like, probably wouldn't normally happen. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've had a few moments where I've been like, well, that's that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> and I just <laughs> yeah. like, okay, keep moving. Um, yeah. yeah, so there you go. Now, uh, We've also kind of got a bit of a breakdown as to how people are playing the game, you know, good versus evil. Uh, one of the first major things you can do is either save or assault the Grove. Uh, won't yep. go too much into what that all is around, but mm-hmm. 65% of players are effectively playing a good playthrough. So there's that. Now, mm-hmm. okay. um, 750,000 hands have petted the dog Ooh, that yep. can be uh, brought into your uh, your camp. 
and there's a bunch I'm of, one of those statistics yeah. oh yeah i'm definitely one of those as well mm-hmm. um there's a shitload of players that have spoke to corpses and even more that have spoke to animals uh and players have played at least 10 million hours which equates yeah. to 1225 years in boulders gate uh so that's mental it's quite some time isn't it mate it is quite some yeah. time Mm. Absolutely. Now, this game is like out of control, huge Grizz, but yeah. 368 maniacs managed to finish this game <laughs> within the first week of release. Surely they just skipped a bunch of stuff. Well, do I don't that. even know how you could skip a bunch of stuff because I don't know, Grizz, I've reached a lot of like moments in this game where I've been like, dude, this, this fight is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, Are you playing um, on tactical or normal, Capo? No, I'm playing on normal. Oh yeah, fuck you! Wait, mate, you wait. I've been playing on tactician, and holy shit, I pretty much well, actually I won't spoil it, but I had to take out a whole fucking encampment. Like of, <laughs> it was like fucking yeah, fifteen or there. sixteen blokes coming to yeah. clamp you. It's tough. Oh it yeah, no, tough. I did that earlier um, as yeah. a cleanup because I moved <laughs> yeah. out of Act One. But yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, now over ninety three percent of players rolled a custom character. Um, oh. That was me. Uh, Players spent a combined 88 years in character creation and nearly 10% of characters spent at least an hour in the actual character creator, which is kind of nuts. I probably spent an hour in there actually just listening to like the storylines and all the other bits and pieces. Mm. By the time I'd finished all that and was reading through just the setup of my class and stuff, yeah, probably was an hour. Um. Yeah, what else we got? Uh, creation, we got all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, that. there's a shitload of stats. I think most of these are, stats, we've already yeah. we've already freaking talked about. But, Replays. but yeah. yeah, there's also been a shitload of friendly fire. So and most of mm. it was by Gale. So playing <laughs> each other. Yes. The old fucking the old wayward fireball, uh, classic D and D trope. But uh, yeah, yeah. So there, there you freaking go. Uh, big, big, big numbers being pulled by. Larian. So it's good to see them having a real cracker. Now, they also noted, Chris, that they haven't started work on an expansion. And that's fairly Larian. Mm -hmm. Larian Mm -hmm. don't typically do expansions, but they did say it's not completely off the table, which is is cool. (laughs) Exciting. Look, I wanted to discuss this, Cap. I actually did some reading into this a little bit. Um, And one of the devs also comments in that article saying, uh, the first point is it would be extremely difficult uh, a lot of people have been commenting that the actually this is kind of spoilery, but I'm not going to say the exact level it finishes. But it doesn't. Uh, Baldur's Gate three doesn't finish at max level in D and D five e. So people are kind of saying, "Oh, well, that's great! You can you can create a DLC that covers those the rest of the levels, so we can play those out." Now the issue is, Cap, the end levels in D and D five e, you are literally a god, and yeah. some of the stuff that you can do. Um, is fun. So D and D spells, mate. Um, max level. So one is foresight that literally lets you see into the future, gain advantage on rolls while enemies gain disadvantage because you know what they're going to do. Power <laughs> yeah. word kill, which literally just kills someone. It's like uh, what's that spell from Harry Potter? It's like that. Yeah. And then there's a wish. Wingarding Leviosa. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I don't think it's there's that a one. wish. There's a wish spell, mate, and it's open-ended from the rule book it suggests that you could undo any event you could heal 20 people you could get a non-magical item worth fifty thousand gold pieces you could give 10 people resistant to any damage type like 
so, so you can kind of see that if they are adopting the five E rule set and they're giving you to max level, you're going to break the game. You're going to I think there's the one where you could literally game. banish someone to like the realms of hell, like instantaneously yeah. as well. So it's just like you know, how do you how do you how do you fucking how do you what do you call it? How do you balance you that? that? You just don't. Mm. But I think I think there's ways that they could do it, Grizzit, and I think Maybe. it would be like not having not like kind of holding them at level 12 and maybe having a separate leveling system that's maybe a custom yeah. one that Larian puts together. You know, kind yeah. of like what a DM would do. Like, um, I don't know, having like well, a... They've, they've developed stuff for Div, for Div 3, uh, Div 2, obviously. So I wonder whether they could... They're going to have to kind of make it work unless they just... I don't know. They've done worked magic in this game to make it feel very d and I mean, a, a DM's got to do that in... Well, that's what I mean. D&D, like a DM so. often designs extra systems to go alongside the D&D systems to support the player mm. in whatever it is. You know, it might be that they're, I don't know, they, they might be going through an urban city and so they're having to, um, like an apocalyptic urban city and they're having to scavenge scraps from things to do something. I don't know. It could be anything, some extra curricular system outside of the bounds of D&D that could yep. be used as a progression system. Think about like, um, I don't know, even just like uh, like another another extracurricular system, like a post-game system, kind of like Diablo 4 or something like Paragon, like something beyond well, the I basic leveling can... scheme. I also don't want to spoil this, but there is obviously that other way to make your character stronger in this that isn't in the D&D 5e cap. I wonder if they could just leverage off that system a bit more heavily um, through the levels somehow. But you're right. There is ways to skin the cat here. Now, they have also detailed there's another issue with the potential. Well, not an issue, just another limitation of a, uh, of, a of more content. And that is people are going to finish... Baldur's Gate 3, right? There's so many different endings in this game. So how do you tie all those endings up to decide when the X-Pack starts? People are going to want to continue the characters that they've played through the game in. So how do you write a story that encapsulates all the different endings of Baldur's Gate 3 to extend it into the next content piece? So Yeah, honestly, um, I think I think what they're probably going to have to do is just go to a go to a different plane like <laughs> and it have very little to do with what happened in your original game maybe a few key moments that <laughs> happen along that that like yeah. like kind of thing because i know i know in Baldur's gate uh two or one you mm. end up going to the plane of hell and just kind of cruising around trying to figure out what's going on in there maybe something like that where you're not having as many interactions with people in the real plane of existence and so that's just how you'd go about doing it and maybe you wind back the clock slightly and but you know they, they've got the the mind flayer point system in here right yes. so why don't yep. you do something else something that can go yeah, alongside that as that's well a, that's what i was kind of getting at with the <clears throat> the whole passive strength there yeah, the mind flayer point system you could use that post 12 to, to to give you more power uh who knows but, uh, Cap, I also wanted to bring up, mate, that um, Divinity 2 and already Baldur's Gate 3 have modding communities. So yep. uh, while we're waiting, I am sure there is going to be more content that will be modded. If you look at uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 now, even on the Switch release, uh, it is on the homepage. <clears throat> All these different mods and different like quality of life things and even story-related things that you can add to your game to... Uh, 
to make it more interesting. And and the, there's yeah. already mod tools mod tools for this game, so I would imagine uh, while we wait, because who knows, mate, if it's scoped like Baldur's Gate three is, it could be years before we see. I think more it's going to be a long time before we see more content for this game. But the good thing is, the game is so fucking insanely huge. You're going to have a lot of stuff to do between now and then anyway. Oh, that's so, very true. Yeah. Don't worry Multiple. too much. Yeah, to keep working through. Fuck, I'm loving it, dude. I can't, honestly, I cannot wait for the next playthrough already to yeah. try different stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, should we have a bit of a yarn about how our game has been going, Grizz, and maybe yes. dig into some um, particulars of our playthrough? I think just to kind of do some ground rules so we're not getting too spoilery, but yeah. maybe we talk about the first act i guess and mm-hmm. maybe try and obfuscate some of the big major plot points where we can just kind yep. of be tr- fairly vague but i mean you know it, i mean look the game's been out for a week i know people are trying to avoid spoilers but uh, if you really don't want to listen to spoilers i'd probably suggest you know now's probably a good time to probably mute for the next i don't know 15 minutes or so <laughs> yes yes now do you want me to start cap yeah, tell me how, how you've been going. So I haven't finished Act 1 yet. Uh, I'm right what I think is at the end of Act 1. I have 30 hours in the game. Um, but I've realized something, Cap, that a game hasn't done for me in a very long time. I am not skipping any of the dialogue. I'm listening to it all. I am really engaged in the the law and the story and what what everyone has to say i think the voice acting is fucking amazing and i'm really loving how the dnd rule set uh fits in i actually feel like i'm playing a dungeon dragons campaign everything from my character creation i knew exactly who i wanted to play um and i've really enjoyed that that part of it i kind of planned out my character and, and what i wanted to go for and it's worked out beautifully now i already mentioned this before but i and not save i'm not basically not doing any save reload action so what this kind of means is if you've got a dialogue and you mess up the dialogue and something bad happens rather than reloading that and redoing it and getting it correct i'm just dealing with the consequences that i'm dealt in 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 that way because of this some funny things have happened extremely stupid things i had (laughs) i had the whole of the fucking goblins wanting to kill me all the time because I think I injured like a trader or something early on. So whenever I came across a goblin, I could not talk to them. They were just automatically starting start <laughs> to fight me. And it meant that the um, goblin civilization that you're supposed to walk through, I had to stealth through it and use invisibility potions and stuff to get through it. Oh, my God, dude, would... That sounds honestly like just masochistic and arduous. I don't even... And, wow. And I'm playing on Tactician too, so it's like... It's next level hard. It's funny because scary. a lot of that area, you learn a lot about what's going on. So <laughs> you just didn't have that plot point. I've gone in and I have done what I needed to do to the leaders without speaking too spoilery, and that's done. Yep. And I've gone back and I've rescued the bloke that you're supposed to rescue. And so I've actually wrapped it all up, managed to wrap it all up cleanly without kind of... I feel like I haven't missed too much, but this is the thing though, Cap, because I'm doing it this way, I'm actually really looking forward to playing it the next time and save scumming some stuff and actually figuring out what I was probably supposed to do and yep. looking forward to that happening. And, you know, another thing happened, Cap, another, on another vein, I, um, I killed one of the guys in your camp 
who came for me in the night one night and I fucking didn't realize I was actually murdering him and I murdered him. <laughs> so things like this have just happened. Was that okay? Did they have uh, white hair? Yes, they had white hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he so is no funny. longer in my story. He is wow. gone. It's, yeah, it's kind of fucking camp. crazy that you can literally just kill important NPCs like that. Yeah. For a video yep. game. You know what I mean? Like normally, you know, a, a, a character that, you know, has had so many resources put in to develop them as a character in terms of, you know, they're completely voice acted and all this other shit. <laughs> they are literally easily killed off if you want to uh... or if you fuck something up like you did. You know what's Which really crazy. funny, dude? Because I actually go back to thinking the life of a DM. You know, I run a DM a Dungeon Master campaign for for my brothers, and <clears throat> that kind of shit happens. You might really design something and spend a lot of time designing something, and they just won't yeah. go there, or they won't ask the right questions, or they won't do what you've prepped. And this is totally what I've done to Larry in studios, where I've just completely cut a character out completely from the story, no longer yep. in there. So, yep. um, yeah. But another another thing, another example of something stupid that happened that I wish hadn't was uh, one of the first mini bosses that you come across. I um, used a, a knockback arrow and knocked them off the edge down a crevice to insta kill them, which was fantastic because I got all the experience, but lost the loot. And you get I, no loot when you do that. It sucks, no doesn't loot. it? Yeah. So I was just yeah. like, fuck, I wonder what they had, and I was kind of like really yep. wanting to <clears throat> go back and kill them, but. No. Yeah. Can't. I mean, but you do get a shitload of magical items in this game. Yeah, you um, do. So it's it's like, you know, you're kind of like weighing it up. It's like, how how mad am I really? Because I don't know what was on that person anyway. So, yeah, whatever, you know? I don't know if you feel it, like that. I know. I think I yeah, have. Yeah, like, I do kind of feel like that. I feel like I've got, I feel like there is enough loot to to miss bits and pieces. You're always going to be able to replace stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm loving the loot, uh, but but Cap, I'm playing a th- I'm playing a thief, which is a uh, a subclass of the rogue, and I'm really enjoying that. So I picked a feat where I can dual wield uh, two main weapons. So I'm yep. dual wielding rapiers, and I also have the thief class. You get an extra bonus action, so I get a main action, and then and I get three action. three bonus actions as well. So three bonus basic- actions. Yeah, uh, two bonus actions. A, yeah, a main yeah. action and two bonus actions. So it means I can uh, attack once with my sword with sneak attack and then use both of my bonus actions to attack with my offhand, which is now a a main uh, a rapier, which is big damn. So the damage is just like really nice for the fights and it gives you a fair bit, uh, amount of room to kind of uh, uh, disengage as well with the thief. But I guess where I'm going, Cap, is uh, Baldur's Gate as a whole, for me, so far, um, has been the best game I think I've played in a very long time. Very long yeah. time. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the new Elden Ring of the podcast because I can just see myself wanting to play this and I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to doing a solo playthrough, but also I'm really looking forward to playing with mates as well and uh, I hear that the co-op, uh, the way the co-op kind of works where you can go do stuff and you're at the same time and you know you can take turns uh at the same time when your initiative is the same and i think that'll be at another whole aspect of the game that i'm yet to experience as well yeah 
Yeah, I think I'm in a similar boat. I think I'm definitely enjoying my solo playthrough because look, I'm not I'm not safe going too much, but there's definitely some things where I'm like, oh, I just I want to see what yeah. happens here, and I don't want to don't want to deprive myself of knowing what happens there because it's going to kill me. Uh, there's certain mm-hmm. elements where I have just gone, oh well, fuck it, this happened now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you're showing. I'm, uh, this is probably a little bit spoilery, but uh, <laughs> the owl bear thing yeah. in your in your playthrough right now. I got yeah. there um, successfully, like calmed the owl bear down, and then managed to then walk too close to the owl bear, which set it off, and it started cracking the shits at me, and I was suddenly in a battle. Killed yep. the owl bear, and then the owl bear cub was like, "Oh my mum!" And I was like, "I'm just going to yep. kill you too because I can't, I can't leave you alive." <laughs> Did you kill it? <laughs> oh, I killed shit. the owl bear. <laughs> so you, so do you know what happens if that doesn't happen? You get it in so, your in your camp yeah. or some shit, don't you? Well, now, I haven't. I don't know. Interestingly. Yeah. I killed all the goblins in the goblin camp and there was an owl bear cub there as well. And I was like, where yeah. the fuck did you come from? And Ooh. so Okay. Yeah, right. I now have an owl bear cub in my camp anyway, and he has no idea I probably killed his mum. So I'm just gonna keep that one under my hat. So and, you killed uh, the we'll owl bear cub and you still got one in your camp, mate. That is I don't know how. I, I don't know whether that's a glitch or what's going on. So yeah, very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt honestly, I felt fucking terrible when I did it, but I was like, you know what? Dude. I need to live with these repercussions, and I did. It was, I think it was worse for me, man, because I, yeah, I did the same as you. I killed the mum, but then I let the baby live, and the baby walks up and starts eating the mum for food, and I was just like, "Oh my god, Whoa. what have I done?" Yeah, it was super <laughs> fucking hectic. Holy shit! That's the thing. I think there's just so many. There's so many um, branching decisions in this game that are actually really difficult to yeah. figure out what you want to do. And it's not always just because it's a morally gray thing or, you know, you don't really know what would be the better outcome. Sometimes it's kind of just like, oh, man, I really don't have to do combat here because this looks like a fucking ridiculously tough fight. And mm-hmm. if I get cranky with this person, I'm probably going to have to deal with all these idiots around me and I'm underleveled. How am I going to do yeah. that? So sometimes yeah. it kind yeah. of pushes you into a bit of a corner because you're like, well, I'm probably just going to play ball here because I don't think I can do this fight. And some of the fights are really tough, mate. Like mm. I've had a – I think that's one thing I've noticed with the game is it kind of prompted me to do a lot of exploration in the beginning of Act 1 around the map just to kind of get my level up. And I was kind of picking and choosing what I was interacting with just so I could – Kind of what just level, get myself. What level are you now, Cap? What level is your character uh, now? Level six. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Almost level seven, I think. So I think my guys I, are four, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, there was a couple of really big fights that were hectic when I was kind of around about level three to four, and I just thought, yeah, how the yeah. fuck am I going to do this? And by the time yeah. I got to level five, you're – it's 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 crazy because you have there's a few levels like level four and five I think you get a few different feats and and some yeah. special class uh, specialization stuff that do things like give you two extra two, an extra attack which is you know an extra attack is crazy yeah good. yeah you know yeah, what I mean so it's, good, isn't it? you kind of have this very quick power spike in your in your character's ability to deal with things so um, I kind of say that D and D as a whole like your level one to three it's so easy to die because oh, you have little health and uh, you know everyone has a chance to crit 
but essentially one crit and you can you can die and it's not yeah. you know really around level f- four plus then you start feeling the power power of your characters and i'm definitely feeling that i re- i'm really happy with the the classes that i have in my group they've all got their individual uh advantages and disadvantages in di- different circumstances and i think so who, that who is have you the, chosen Grizz? what's your so i have uh, i haven't multi-classed anything um I would be keen to, but I just don't know the optimal route to do it. But mm-hmm. I've got myself, which is a a thief, so a, a rogue, and then I've got uh, paladin. Uh, I have the bard and a fighter. Who's paladin? Uh, not paladin. Um, cleric. Sorry, cleric. Cleric. Sorry. Oh, so you've yep. got Shadowheart. I've got Shadowheart. Lazelle. Lazelle, and then I've got a, a hireling. For the bard. Oh, you, oh, you took a hireling. I, I took a hireling for the bard. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I actually think well, I haven't come across. We didn't have a bard character that we could pull into our thing. So I didn't really want a hireling. I wanted to have the maximum amount of story at one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I kind of, I don't know whether there is, is there a bard? I don't know if there is, Cal. I definitely haven't come across. I mean, across technically, it. you could spec as a bard as the Dark Urge and you could have that um, yeah. bit of extra story there. Uh, yeah. But I didn't want to play a bard. I wanted to play a warlock because warlocks are fucking cool, man. Warlock's cool. Uh, I'm actually thinking of potentially multi-classing my bard into warlock because I find that she's oh, yeah. oh she's good, provides a lot of utility. But it would be nice to have a ranged single-target damaging spell because I don't want her in combat. Yeah. That is my issue right now. So I'm thinking either a sorcerer or maybe a couple of points in warlock for the eldritch blast, and off we go. Mm. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, obviously, Eldritch Blast is a, is is a super powerful um, cantrip. But my my uh, makeup, my party makeup. Yeah, what is, are you rocking? What are you rocking? So I've got myself as a Drow warlock um, that is running the Dark Urge backstory. Oh, yeah. Are you I've finding that got, interesting, Cap? The Dark Urge. It is. It's it's led to some really interesting, hilarious things. Like I. <laughs> I don't know. Did you find the the lady playing the lute? I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. I I failed a performance check to play, and then I don't. I think I might have fucked some stuff up with the dialogue. But anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. Did she sing for you? She did. Yeah, she did sing for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So she like does like a full on song, and it's like holy shit, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, she's only just started writing mine, and I've given her the little backstory. Oh, so, I, she okay. hasn't actually sung it, it for me yet. Yeah. yeah okay. So my character has this backstory called the Dark Urge, where like I just have bloodlust and I have all these bad thoughts going through my head, wanting to kill people when they're talking to me, and it'll be like, oh, <laughs> it's kind of, honestly, it's fucked up. It'll be like someone's talking to me about something really nice, and they'd be like. <laughs> Uh, you imagine them with a slit across their throat and uh, blood oh. dripping down and, and you're just like, okay, try and push that one back to the memory. <laughs> <laughs> That's happening all the time when I'm having like conversations with people. And so I that lady, I like obviously spoke to her out in the world and then she joined me in my camp. And then the next, I, I did a long rest. And then the next morning I had killed her in my sleep. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, I'm serious. <laughs> and so then I had to like convince all of my party members that I wasn't a threat to them. And so I'm trying to roll persuasion checks and shit. Oh I was just like, God. I was like, fuck. 
because <laughs> I didn't want to kill her, obviously. And so now I'm like, shit, I hope I don't kill anyone else accidentally. Well, it's not even, I don't even know if it's an accident. It's um, probably going to happen, mate. Sounds like well, it's a dark edge. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, right. yeah. So, it, like, these are the kind of things that can happen. Mm. But, um, but, hey, yeah, Cap, who honestly, are you romancing, mate? Or who have you romanced? Shadowheart, 100%. Yeah. I think I'm about yeah. to have, I had a, we, we just had a night and we drank some wine. Yeah. And had, had a sneaky kiss, and we'll see we'll see where it goes, mate. I'll update you next yeah. time, all right? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. Well, I've got <laughs> so I've got I've got myself Shadow Heart, um, so cleric. Uh, I had Lazelle, but I switched Lazelle out for Carlac, and I think oh. I I like that um, change because I just found Lazelle wasn't doing enough damage for my liking, and wasn't What's even really taking enough. What's Carlac? Carlac's yep. a barbarian. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So she's got a yeah, shitload well, of health dude. points. <sighs> See, I'm thinking of taking a point in Barbarian on, on Lazelle as well next time. Yeah, might be yeah, a good get call just for the extra. Because I felt like Lazelle didn't have enough options for me in terms of just getting around and and doing mm. shit. And I feel like Carlac's really bridged that gap for me. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's been really good. And then I've got Asterian, who is my rogue. And I've just recently multiclassed him into Ranger. Is um, he a, are you rocking yeah. him as an arcane trickster, Cap? No, I went Assassination. Oh yeah, big uh, yeah, big crit dam stuff. Big right? crit damage, and I crit a lot um, mm. because of just the way that it works with hide and and stuff. So um, that I think that's been a really good um, mix of party because you know I my character as a warlock I have a lot of utility damage, and then Asterian just has like pure damage. It's ridiculous yep. and can yep. just stay away from everyone. <laughs> because rogue, rogue damage is fucking gnarly. Dude, I will say. I've just been purely using him as a crossbow wielder and he's oh, yeah? insane. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then obviously he's got his 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 knives if he if, if things get a bit hairy up close. Mm. So that's why I kind of multi-spec'd into Ranger because I thought, okay, well, maybe I want to get like a multi-shot thing going on for him so he can do multiple shots from range and i think that's going to be next level and then carlac i actually did a multi-class into paladin to give her some self-healing and stuff so oh so um, you've done some multi-class things okay yeah right yeah which has been good i think so far so um but yeah i mean it's 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 honestly nuts dude because uh so i won't spoil this at all um Mm. but you have a few different options for leaving act one uh, oh, right. some of them are quicker than the others. One of them okay. involves you going underground, and I was insanely taken by back with how much content there is underground. That's the one I'm be... looking at doing, I'm pretty sure. Cap, that's the one honestly, I Honestly, it doing. is insane yep. how much shit is going on down there and to think that you could easily just not do it. It blows my fucking mind. Oh, is that right? You cannot go. I see. I've I've only unlocked. I think yeah. I only know of one way to get out. That's the way that I've figured okay. I'd go. Yeah, yeah. You you probably you probably do know of more ways. You probably just haven't realised yet. But okay. Yeah, there's a few different. ways I haven't that explored all the map. I've got heaps of shit to go looking at that I haven't done yet. So yeah, go spend some more time looking around. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's honestly crazy. Like the underground area i'm trying to be very careful about what i say uh it's easily as big as all of the above ground what act one stuff yes no. serious i found Absolutely a fucking serious. nuts weapon down there dude for my rogue <laughs> oh, did uh, you really yeah i did absolutely fucking insane yeah, yeah. 
Oh man, it's crazy. This is the thing. Like, I think you know, obviously, just both of us chatting about this game and and some of the choices we made and things <laughs> that have happened to our characters. <laughs> it just yeah. it's it just highlights how much uniqueness there is in in the, yeah. in this game and and just the possibility um, of branching. Um, I haven't really mm. run into any sh- shit things that have happened in terms of like bugs and stuff. The, the only thing that's annoyed me is I think I might have fucked up. Carlac's uh, quest line because I did something without her in my party, and I. The only reason I did oh. that is because I did other stuff with other characters not in my party, and it progressed it anyway. And I thought, oh well, I'll just do it without her. And she's still asking about the thing I, I, we were supposed to do together. But I was like, I've already done that, and I can't show her that <laughs> I've done that. Basically, so. Mm. I've just kind of moved on with the playthrough, um, but that's kind of been the only annoying thing that's happened. But honestly, I just want to reiterate it. I, I legitimately think this is like a Ocarina of Time level yep. of like, you know, mark in time game where you go, that was the year Baldur's Gate 3 came out. That was the year Ocarina of Time came out. That was the year Mario 64 came out. You know, mm-hmm. um, this it's, is going to be like, one of those moments. It's not a game that can e- be easily replicated, Cap. You know, it is, no. it is, it is set precedence for uh, these type of games moving forward. It is just oh, a, absolutely one of a kind, mate. I can understand um, developers getting a bit up to, uppity about, hey, d- don't hold us to those constraints. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's honestly just crazy that this game was even created because it, it's, it's definitely for me captured a kind of feeling that I haven't had about a video game in a long time. I mean, I definitely got it a bit with Elden Ring, but Mm. just that sense of adventure and just pure bewilderment with how fresh and new the game was. It's just like a pure nostalgia drive from my childhood of when every single video game was novel and new and I just couldn't believe what I was experiencing. And I'm getting that every fucking moment in this game and it is unbelievable. Yeah, and I just don't want it to end. And I, all I want to do is want to spend every waking moment playing Baldur's Gate 3, but I can't because I have a fucking life and it sucks. You can kind of see the evolution where they went through Divinity because I feel like Divinity 2 was was great in so many levels, you know, and it did a lot of things similar to what Baldur's Gate 3 has done. But like I say, it is a step, definitely a step above that. So I yep. wonder, Cap, I wonder what will be next for Larian. I wonder what they'll try to do next. Surely well, yeah. I would love to see them do another D&D 5e rule set game. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, I reckon what, they what get acquired level, by Microsoft <laughs> and they probably just continue doing what they do on their own terms, but Microsoft owned them. Pretty sure there was an article on that, wasn't that? Wasn't there like people uh, asking whether they... I don't know. Uh, yeah, they kind of said they wanted to um, maintain their independence, but I mean, right. look, no one uh, is. Some you know, if, if the yeah. if the money is good, they're going to take the offer. I'm positive of that. Um, so I don't know. I could definitely see Microsoft buying them out. I think it'd be pretty funny if they did because it's it's you know highly. <laughs> this game might not actually come to Xbox Series X and S based on the pure fact that. They can't get it to fucking run on the Xbox Series <laughs> S properly, so yeah, um, which is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next. Um, I don't know, however long it takes them to release another game. I think 
you know, what was the distance between this and divinity to original sin? Um, a few years that was probably for like, sure. Well, that came out in 2017. So it's been, what's that, five years? So we got at least mm. five years until our next game. Um, but I know that they scaled up big time between that game and this game in terms for of devs. developers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, devs in the dev team. So I don't know, we might see that they're able to punch something out a bit quicker, but what will the quality be like? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. I feel, I really feel like this has been such a big turning point in RPGs in general. And I just, I wonder if they're going to be able to maintain that, uh, that kind of momentum with, with Baldur's Gate and, and into the future. And what does that look like for them? So, I don't know. Will they do a, a CD Projekt Red and do something crazy like just start doing a <laughs> cyberpunk game from mm. you know from Witcher Three to cyberpunk? I don't know. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do. They could um, do a D and D futuristic game. Cap, yeah. Well, there's plenty of rule sets that they could follow, but uh, there is. Yeah, it'll Starfinder be is that what it's called? I think that's something like Pathfinder. Pathfinder, Pathfinder uh, there's another, is there's fantasy RPG sci-fi one. What is it called? There's a shitload out there in in the uh, in the interwebs that you can you can utilize for your own campaigns, but um, hmm. you know there's even there's even a fucking Dark Souls one that's floating out there. Um, it's pretty it. cool, um, but yeah. So, uh, anyways, Chris, I think we'll, we'll we'll put the pin in it there for for Baldur's yeah, Gate right. Three. Cover um, it well, but yeah, good. basically, I think I think our gaming's been going pretty fucking good. So there Pretty you go. Yeah, Grizz, we didn't touch on the poll earlier because I think we're just so fucking excited to talk about Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, my God. Um, so we probably yeah. should, should talk about that real quick. Um, so have you got the poll up there, mate? I do. I'm just navigating to the old page. Yeah, page okay, here we go. Easy poll this week. Did you download Overwatch 2 on Steam? Yep. Yeah. And yes of no. the answers we had were yes or no. And no, one with an eighty-five point two percent lead. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I was. I also did not. I didn't get a chance to vote in this one, but uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, I was yeah. in, the, in the no vote cap. In the no vote on that one. Yeah, big time. So I don't reckon many people did either. No, well, it was obviously enough to kind of pump the the numbers up a little bit on Steam, but. Yeah, I, I don't think it was like a big event like uh, like Baldur's Gate 3 was. <laughs> so, there you go. Anyways, Chris, let's freaking jump straight into the rapid fire, baby. Brought right? to you by. Do it, Matt. DJ Francesco. It's in the game. It's in the freaking game, Grizz. Brought to you by our best mate, our, our uh, wonderful sponsor, DJ Francesco. I'm going to start this off, Grizz, with Microsoft's Xbox Game Trial has currently been reduced to 14 days from a full month what so interesting yeah so the free trial you get for um the xbox game pass has been limited to Mm -hmm. half the amount uh Mm -hmm. which i think you know in terms of timing makes sense right they've got starfield around the corner um they clearly uh probably try i think a lot of their user base is probably on board now if they're going to do it or not and so i think they're just trying to limit you know uh just the just tighten the the edges up a little bit and, and yeah people probably finishing games a, in that period of time in a month you know so yeah well exactly right so you know i think 
Starfield probably people will take a little while longer to play. And yep. so this will force them to have to probably pay for it at least once <clears throat> before the free trial runs out. So pretty Kat. smart. Um, smart. So yeah. Very smart. Yep. Um, Cat, uh, yep. uh, Street Fighter Six. Uh, there are T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle skins in there. If you want them all, it'll cost you $100 to unlock them yep. all. So yeah. if you want that freaking Michelangelo skin before uh, Last Ronin comes out mm. and everything else, you better get your wallet out, pal. Yeah, get them out. Effectively. Apparently the, the outfits cost 15 bucks each. So, Man, that's a, that's, a, that's a lot of bucks, actually. But if you like the game, <laughs> mate, go for it. I don't mind that. I don't know. Yeah. But then we have that thing that we're talking about earlier, Grizz, about how yeah. you know these microtransactions are slowly bleeding into our our video <laughs> games and making our overall very true. games yeah. a bit shitter for it. So I don't know, Grizz. You know, think about think before you buy. Maybe it's not good. It's shit, isn't it? Not good. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, Grizz. Now Keith David is going to be taking over as Destiny mm. 2's Commander Zavala following the death of Lance Reddick. So yeah. uh, Keith David is a pretty pretty well-known actor um, as far as I'm aware. Uh, he's been in all kinds of things such as, um, well, he was in Rick and Morty at one stage, I believe. He has made guest appearances in things like Community and um, was also in the Chronicles of Riddick. Um, He's just been all over the shop. I think you'll you'll know him when you see him. Go and Google his face. You'll you'll uh, yeah. Ah, oh, there, that guy. Um, ah. Yes, and he's actually a pretty close, uh, like vocal kind of similarity to Lance Reddick. Not quite the same, but I think mm. we'll do a pretty good job of trying to. I mean, Lance Reddick had such a unique voice, so it's going to be pretty difficult to replicate that. But I think Keith David will do a good job. Very cool, Cap. Nice to see uh, Captain Zavala still carrying on in, yep. in Destiny. Carrying the carrying the torch. Carrying the torch. Um, you probably need to uh, explain this one a, a little bit more, Cap, but uh, Battles Gate 3 translators worked for three years to translate one million words with a localized company called Altagram. Only, uh, they only recognized their execs and their leads in the credits, and Larian Studio said, hey, no, we want the full list of everyone that worked on translating this because it was a massive task to yeah. go into the credits. Yeah. Is that essentially yeah, what so happened? like you said, Altagram, they're a localization company and they translated, you know, Boulder's Gate into X number of languages and then didn't really do an awfully good job of recognizing the team behind it. <laughs> um, and so Larin and people online sort of called them out for it and they also tweeted recently saying they're going to do a better job of that in the future. So obviously a bit too late now, I think. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Very cool. Now, Grizz, Red Dead Redemption 1 is coming to Switch on August 17th. Yeah. And uh, there's a bit of a hoo-ha around whether it's worth the price that they've put on it. Um, and I think the, there was about – it's a full-price Switch game as far as I'm aware. And um, the execs at Red at uh, Naughty Dog uh, – is it Naughty Dog? No. Yes? No. Rockstar, sorry. Not Rockstar. Naughty Dog. Yep. Rockstar, yep. Um, basically came out and said, well, you know what? The, the market sets the, uh, the, the pricing of these things, and that's what we believe it's worth. Mm-hmm. And um, – Guess what? They're probably right. People will probably buy it for that much money. And yeah, uh, think so. if people want to buy it for that much money, that's realistically how much it's worth. So, much like it, beloved game, Cap. 
Yeah. Exactly. Uh, how do you think it's going to run, Cap, on uh, on the Nintendo Switch? Well, if it runs anything like The Witcher Three does, it probably not particularly well. Be interesting mm-hmm. to see what the optimization looks like for that game for uh, for the Switch. I mean, it might be okay. I mean, what Red Dead Redemption One came out on PS Three, PS Four. Um, yeah, yeah. So depending on how they go about optimizing it, might be okay. But I don't have my hopes held very high for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll um, see. Cap Quake Two, one of the original original mate. The uh, the old land classic has a remaster and it is released already, I believe. Uh, yep. If you want to go check it out, looks it's out in uh, the world. Do you reckon? Looks alright. I don't know. Kind of looks alright. Yeah. Just looks like Quake Two with some nicer textures, really. Um, yep. So if you're a Quake Two fan, fucking go and go and get amongst it. Now, speaking yeah, about I... getting amongst it, Grizz, if you mm. want to go and freaking play Bloodborne at uh, 60 FPS on a PS5, mm. you can do illegally, probably. But uh, P- uh, PS5 modders have managed to get Bloodborne working at 60 FPS on the PS5. Wow. Very cool. Crazy. Um, Cap. Very interesting news here, but Rockstar Games has acquired uh, the team behind Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2 roleplay servers. Uh, I think that gives you a pretty good indication that uh, looking to develop the roleplay uh, servers a little bit more officially for for uh, Rockstar, which is Grand Theft Auto, moving forward. So interesting one. Keep your eye on that. Maybe there'll be official, official roleplay servers and, and whatnot run by these guys. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, I think um, that makes a lot of sense, right? The the role play like Twitch streams have been pretty bloody popular, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it only makes sense for Rockstar to probably try and uh, you know uh, harness a bit of that popularity in you know GTA Six um, when that comes around the corner. So yeah, um, so yeah. Now, Grizz. I'm going to have to get them to help me with this one, mate, because I <laughs> yeah, right. have not got time to read all that. No, no, and I might even get you to do this one. <laughs> okay. So China's game restrictions aren't working, uh, essentially, Cap, and there's, they have been introducing these game restrictions on kids under the age of consent for quite a while now. And I just saw this and I thought, holy crap, can you believe this? So some things that they do is in 2019, they saw an introduction of a 90 minute limit on playtime for users under the age of 18 with three hours on public holidays. The policy was expanded in 2021, limiting minors to just one hour of playtime on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays on public holidays. So the restrictions are implemented on mobile phones uh, at general use. So if you have a mobile phone under the age of 18, your uh, time is limited on on games over those periods. I just thought that was really interesting. That is mental, hey. I talk about fucking Big Brother shit. It seems like something <laughs> straight out of a fucking George Orwell novel. Um, but it reminds me of um, now there was a there was something about the something I think it came into my head and it's gone almost immediately. But I mean, this isn't mm-hmm. the first time we've seen China doing some pretty hectic shit. I mean, they're they're pretty good at obviously limiting, uh, you know just internet um, usage and also f- fact <laughs> facts, I guess. Uh, you know, freedom of information, information isn't particularly yeah. strong in, uh, mm-hmm. in China. So, 
yeah, it's just it's just mental what they, what they they do over there. But um, you know, that's just that's the life they live, I guess. So that's pretty it, crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, Grizz. Uh, in Modern Warfare Three, they're going to be allowing uh, Modern Warfare Two cosmetics to carry over, which I think seems to be a fairly consistent thing these yeah. days, right? We know that um, Path of Exile decided that. Uh, uh, they're going to do a similar kind of thing. Um, and I, I think it makes a lot more sense, especially these days. You know, these games, as a, effectively a lot of these games are really working as a game as a service, but then they're putting That's exactly out, right. You yeah. know, like you've already spent all this fucking money in there. And I think it, you know, in terms of keeping customers happy, it makes sense to do things like this anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just trying to onboard people and be like, oh, cool, I get to use all my cool skins from, you know, the last game in here. Um, you know, I think that's going to obviously probably get people a bit more excited about your game and and get yep. them wanting to jump in. So, yeah, I think a, a good, a smart decision by uh, by Activision, which they don't make many of them. Uh, <laughs> Very true. So. Yeah. Hey, Cap, no surprises on this one, mate, but Diablo 4 Twitch viewership has dropped significantly in the last two months. Um, you know, obviously we've seen Baldur's Gate 3 come out, uh, but with Season 1, a bit of a downfall there and some other bits and pieces happening, uh, I would say it's still pretty high generally on Twitch compared to most games, but yeah, definitely kind of lost the limelight for now on there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, not not entirely surprising, really, is it? But I was trying to figure out how many people were playing it right now, but I can't seem to get a, a, a an easy findable got, number. Yeah, let me have a look here. Oh yeah, um, actually, how do you do that? Browse. If, but it used to be an easy way of of grabbing it off the channels oh, yeah. thing, but I can't seem to find it in there anymore. Um, but yeah, not surprising, Grizz. I think you know, there's obviously things to take attention away from. Diablo 4 at the moment, but also we know just Whoa. how. All right. How many do you think are playing Diablo 4 right now, Kat? I'm actually really surprised with how low this is. 10K? 3.9K viewers. Really? Viewers. Yeah. Viewers. Wow. On twitch.tv watching so Diablo that, 4 streams. To put that into comparison, Sea of Thieves have got 2.4K and Overwatch 2 has got 30K. So that wow. is low, dude. That is low. That's kind low, of nuts, low, low. isn't it? You know, mm. interesting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean that's that's crazy in my mind. But yeah, Elden Rings got six k, mate. Elden Rings got six k hey, viewers on there. Hey. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Um, all right, <laughs> yeah. Red Dirt and Heritage Pubs of WA Wheatbelt play host to new dystopian video game at Broken Roads. Now, mm. this is a pretty cool little game being put together, Grizz, and I'm pretty sure it might have received funding from that thing oh yes we're talking about yeah that that funding drive thing for australian video games um Mm. if not it is definitely connected in some way i can't remember exactly how but it is um now uh these guys had a uh, demo floating around in the steam next fest which i didn't get a chance to play but is sitting Mm. in my steam library so i'll get a chance at some point yeah it looks pretty cool it seems like it's kind of similar to the old Fallout one and two style top down kind of CRPGs. Basically. Yeah, CRPG. So, What's really cool, Cap, is they have locations uh, including Kalgoorlie, Wave Rock, and Meriden, and they've actually got some pictures down the bottom of that article of. Do they really? Said, That's fucking yeah, sick. <laughs> of said locations, and they are like one to one. So if you are an Aussie, um, definitely put this on your radar because, uh, yeah, give you a little bit of uh, heritage within your 
within your video gaming, you know? Oh, Pretty dude, cool. they've got freaking Meriden in there. That's <laughs> out of control. What the fuck? I didn't know this. This is cool. Mm. Um, well, there you go. Uh, I'm even more excited than I was before, so um, that's pretty rad. Seems very cool. Um, Cap, I'm going to skip this one because we discussed it and uh, finish off with this last one. But there, there was go. a story that you may have seen floating around uh, where a random player ran into Phil Spencer in Fallout 76. Um, so really? Phil Spencer goes by the name of, I think it's P3 uh, as his gamer tag. And the player was kind of like, no, sure, this isn't Phil Spencer. He, he dropped a bunch of loot for him to pick up. Um, and then there was a Twitter post about this happening. Sure enough, Phil Spencer replied to the Twitter post saying, thank you very much for a healing item uh, is always uh, handy. And there you go. So Phil Spencer that is... is mental. How mental is that? That is pretty cool to know that someone as big as Phil Spencer is playing his video games, or playing yeah, video games cool. that he's a part yeah. of. So, I mean, look, cool. we 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 know that Phil Spencer's a a gamer, and he has said that you know he he likes to wind down playing a few video games here and there, and I think that's one thing that has always made Phil Spencer uh, one of the more relatable CEOs and 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 just kind of like public figures in in the you know scheme and vastness of of you know gaming public figures uh, and it's just cool to to think that an interaction happened like that that he was involved with that's just fucking rad <laughs> i really like that I'm, no, I'm i do really like people Phil still Spencer. playing fallout 76 cap <laughs> I'm surprised Phil Spencer's playing it, but it's such a Phil Spencer yeah. thing to do. It's such an Xbox thing to do. It's like, yeah, I'm going to play my game that, you know, is in my <laughs> ecosystem rather. I mean, Phil, what are you doing, mate? You should be playing Baldur's Gate 3, mate. Get out of there. All right, mm-hmm. pal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's very rad. Now, that's all we've got time for, folks. That's that's everything. We've run a little bit over time, and Pav's going to be spewing about it, but... You know, that's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for being here. We bloody appreciate it. Now, if you would like to, uh, you know, be involved in the live Twitch stream as we record this podcast, you can do so by going to twitch.tv slash oceanicgamingradio and uh, jump in there and join such legends as Daddy Sinuana, uh, Ho and Honey, Fat Gimme, uh, and a, a whole cast of other freaking legends. Kamikaze Cracker, Fancy Badger. Yeah, we appreciate mm-hmm. you guys all being in here. Thank you very much. Now, if you'd like to support us financially, you can do so uh, by either, well, subbing in the Twitch stream or going to patreon.com slash OGR show and uh, dropping some freaking details in there. And, and uh, you know, you can become a Patreon supporter, pay us a regular sum of money that will go into our kitty and we'll spend on all kinds of things. So pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, we can you can also listen to this podcast on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Just look up Oceanic Gaming Radio. We'd really appreciate it if you drop a... Uh, review of the show in there and it be five stars and also say some nice words about us that would be freaking sweet uh, and maybe even tell someone about our podcast you know if you know someone that you think might find uh, this australian banter cast interesting hey maybe tell them about it we'd fucking appreciate it get them in uh, other than that yeah absolutely freaking get them around it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other than that i think that's about all go and follow us on twitter.com slash oceanic gaming radio um, or is OGR show one of the two go to OGR.show and find all of our links there and you can mm-hmm. follow everything including discord uh, but yeah we'll see you guys next week thanks for joining us and uh, freaking look after yourselves